Hello, welcome to the Messy Truth Leadership Podcast. This is where we share stories of the real world, what we call the messy truth, about leading and leadership. Nikki, how are you? I'm good, Gavin. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm uh, all virtual and video and zoomed out. I'm sure you are as well. <laughs> well, then it'll be fun to just have a conversation with you today. Yeah, I think we should talk about that. Yeah. We've been talking to, I mean, in our day job, we talk to you know, clients all the time about you know, the work we're doing with them. But inevitably, we end up talking about some of this, this new normal, um, which has been quite interesting, isn't it, in the last sort of few weeks. And you know, particularly, we've we were talking to um, one guy you know very well who said, every day is a Monday. And that really resonated with us, didn't it? It sure did. It sure did. And although we've written a short piece on it, it seemed to warrant a much deeper conversation. So I think that's what we want to talk about today is, uh, again, the same person used the word monochrome, saturation. Mm. Every day is the same. And um, we've been talking with clients, we've been talking with people in our universe, and it seems to warrant some further explanation. So why don't you describe what we mean by, you know, monochrome saturation? Yeah, I mean, saturation is, is it was a very interesting idea that, or, or um, sort of experience that emerged that I hadn't really thought about myself as a, as a concept. But the more I think about it, and the, the more I talk to people about it, it it's, it's a really great way of describing the, this world for a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people who are stuck at home doing their regular work virtually, and a lot of it on video, on Zoom. And this notion of, of their lives being totally saturated because they're working from home, which somehow has made them become very productive because you know there's much less informality there's you know there's there's efficiency in meeting after meeting after meeting conversation after conversation output after output which is sort of regulated and rigorous online on 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 particularly on zoom so there's a sort of efficiency there but then when you couple that which is hard enough you don't get the sort of breaks of you know walking down the corridor or or uh, coming and going to work you know, which gives you some sort of relief and downtime. You don't get any of that. But then couple that with, if you've got children, the children are not in school. So you have children at home and you have this kind of high volume work, which is all very efficient and highly productive, but, but is drain, mentally draining because so much of it is online. That you get, you, so you get both at home and at work is all at home now. And, and, this, and people are feeling totally saturated and it's really difficult for them to find any downtime, any alone time. And the sort of twist to that is this notion of while you're saturated, it's, to, it's sort of monochrome. So you, you describe that notion as well, the monochrome. I, I mean, I don't know about you, but most days I have to look at my calendar to see what day it is. Yeah. Because yesterday is the same as today, which will be the same as tomorrow, even if there is a day off or a weekend coming, I, the weekends are still at home. I'm not doing anything special on the weekend mm. because I can't. So I might as well work or I might as well, uh, you know, continue on with productivity. So monochrome is that those things in life that usually break up that say like, oh, you know, it's happy hour or it's Friday or it's, 
you know, it's the weekend or it's yeah. vacation week. Yeah. Those things that tend to pull us away from that continuous work mind and activity are absent right now. Right. No, there's no color. It's so exactly. repetitive. Yes. Monochrome. And, and even in little details of, of what you would expect at, a, at, a, at, a, at an office job, right. you know, where you get up from your desk and you walk away and you right. can, you can um, decompress, you can have a coffee, walk around the corner, say hello to someone else. You don't get any of that. And then the, the sort of repetitiveness of it is, is, is very interesting to watch. And you know what I was thinking about recently? was remember back in our earlier consulting days when we used to hammer away at organizations about the waste of downtime, mm. that, um, that the downtime was taking people away from being productive and that, you know, if people, if organizations wanted to become more efficient, they had to manage the downtime better. Now it's like, oh my God, I wish we had those days back because as, you know, as we keep hearing from people, it's all work all the time. Yeah. And now I, I, I haven't, like you, been thinking about these things differently now, that the value of walking down the hall, the value of going to the cafe across the street to get a coffee, the value of actually just shooting the shit with somebody at mm. work, mm. Um, the the value of, you know, coming into a meeting late mm. because you, you know, got stuck, you know, talking about what you watched on TV last night with somebody as you were wandering into the meeting or the, the value of not showing up at certain things and just sending the team a note saying like, you know, got caught up in something else. I mean, all of those things that would, would have given us some, um, color, co color, there you go. Color breaks, Variety mm. are gone. Variety, yeah, exactly right. The sort of monochrome being monotonous right. and repetitive. Right. And I was really struck by talking to a client who get, who kind of lodged this idea of saturation in my mind. I mean, you know, she's upper mid level executive, and she's at home working on Zoom, Zoom meetings every hour of the day calls, and her children are at home and they're not at school. So when so she, she, so, and if you, you know, she has quite a few children. So she's got, and some older, some younger. So she's trying to get the older children to look after the younger children for a certain periods of the day. So she can just be in, in the house to do her work and her, and her partner the same, do, in the house, do the work. This kind of saturation is extremely mentally wearing. Right. Right. Which is certainly something we must, we must get to in another podcast. Right. And also, we were talking in our last conversation about, you know, that lack of separation between work and home now. And it's like, when you, you can figure out when you're looking in somebody's box, if they actually have a home office, or if it's a corner of their bedroom, yeah, or a corner of their kitchen. And so basically, you know, talk about blur, talk about, you know, everything's the same. It, it's very, 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 very difficult. So what are we going to recommend to try and provide a bit of color to try and help people to take a breath, to break up the routine, to decompress a bit. bit. It, you know, every, everyone will have, perhaps some people have you know, invented their own, their own trick to do this. But, you know, we have a, f a few thoughts as well, right? 
Yep, we do. So I think one of the first things that you and I talk about this all the time, I don't care what the circumstance is, people need to develop one-on-one relationships that are meaningful and connected, you know, where you feel a bond with the person. And because most of the time we're meeting in our little boxes on the screen, we're not having that one-on-one time. It's like more time we have to invest when we already don't have any time left in a day. But I would urge people to to still invest in picking up the phone. It can be a 10-minute conversation. doesn't have to be a lot. It can be I've actually found it really enjoyable when people I wouldn't ordinarily do, you know, a FaceTime call with to do it via FaceTime so that there's some sense of human contact, um, even if we can't shake hands. So it it is really in continuing to invest in that one-on-one relationship building time. And sometimes with the unexpected people, you know, I've been receiving some really unexpected phone calls from people who were just checking in. And it was like the difference between feeling blah yes. and, oh, wasn't that nice? Yeah, energy levels suddenly. Yeah, you know, I perked suddenly up. The, I perked hmm? up. Yeah, yeah. yeah for so, sure. that's, so that's one thought. Yeah, that's a great thought. So that's one. Another one, I think, is around the notion of celebration. Yeah. You know, being able to celebrate with your colleagues uh, rather than just work with your colleagues. Right. You know, okay, in, in the old normal, you know, you would go to the pub afterwards or you would, after work, or go to the cafe, go to dinner or have lunch with someone, share a sandwich with someone, uh, you know, informally. And then you might have some kind of team group event because somebody's somebody's birthday or it's somebody's, you know, celebrating being there a few years or whatever it happens to be. But fight, you know, the, the leader of the team finding the time to ensure that celebrations happen so that, you know, they, people can decompress a bit. I think that's another one that, that right. you and I would recommend. And I, part of how I think about this is if we were in the office altogether and the team completed a project, we would have some kind of celebration. If everybody had been working really hard for a while, there would be some kind of um, day away that the leader would pay for, you know, where you, I don't know, had some adventure in the city. Hmm. I think because we can't do those things, I think it's a time to get wildly creative and wildly generous. I mean, think of all the money that we're saving on expense budgets right now. I would urge people, I've been doing this in my personal circle, and and I urge team leaders to start the ball rolling, is I've been sending um, from my favorite deli, like food packages to people who don't expect to receive them. And that means they don't have to cook for a couple days in their family. So it's a relief. So, I mean, it's a big, generous package. You could send that as like, okay, everybody's package arrives at 11 o'clock today from your favorite, wherever you would have done it if you were in the office, but then also splurge for much more to come to anybody's house so that their families don't have to worry about food for a day or two. And just everybody share lunch during the meeting that the leader has provided things like sending boxes of chocolate. I'm I'm big on food. You can hear that, but you know, um, or people already have Netflix subscriptions, but you know, maybe a Disney plus subscription if they have children or something like that, but meaningful, thoughtful or fun, uh, celebratory, you know, job well done. We are in this together 
I'm not sure. Get, you know, I would say get crazy and wild about it. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I don't, I think, I don't think we're far enough into this new normal yet to to be sure about this. But my instinct is observing people I work with is that a lot of them have a, have a sense of guilt because they are at home, and when they are in the home environment, the mindset is different right? Than when yeah. you're in an office environment for a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. Some people have made that transition, but for a lot of people. So they have a sense of guilt. Is Am I working hard enough because I am at home and I'm not in the office environment? So I do think there's a bit of that going on. I hope it gets dialed down over the course of the, you know, the coming months because um, I think people will realize they're extremely productive at home on Zoom. I mean, it, this you know, it becomes very kind of task focused. We've got the next right. meeting, the next conversation, the next conversation. Plus, you have executives in the organizations putting pressure on people to make sure they work hard when they're at home, as if, know. you know, as if right. they didn't have a good conscience and wouldn't work to the best of their ability anyway. But, oh, well, you're at home, you've got to be make sure you're putting in the hours. And, right. and you so, know what you and I say to that, sod off, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, sort of. I mean, we people people will put in the work that's necessary to get the, yeah. the a good job, get the quality job done, and I think all that leads into this. So, so that sense of guilt, I think, is still there, but hopefully that will dissipate a bit when people realise they're being incredibly so. productive and the, and the, right. and, and don't need to be this saturated, right? Right. And and playing into their our third idea, which is take it's not a rocket science. Take a physical break. You're sitting down staring at a screen most of the day, if you're in an office environment, yes, you would be getting up, wandering around, going to the coffee machine or you know whatever it happens to be, but stop sitting down right. at some point, right? Right, right. and so I would add to that, because people are, you know, there's some, you know, main scheduler for so many of these meetings, right? Some assistant that's just managing mm. all of this. And so meetings are bam, 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 back to back to back to back, you know, and it's like you're bumped yeah. out of these virtual rooms because another team is coming in to the number. And so there is no time. I mean, we used to take breaks in meetings to just go to the bathroom. We don't even do yes. that anymore. Yes. You know, we used to, it used to be acceptable to sit and eat your lunch, you know, in certain meetings that ran over lunchtime. Yeah. We don't do that anymore. Lots of people used to stand up if the meeting ran for a long time and stretch their legs, and that was normal. So I think what you and I are thinking about is either, first of all, start blocking off 15, 30 minutes on your calendar that you're not available so that you have a physical break. During that time, eat something, go outside, take a little walk, something that physically gets you moving. Yep. And then also, I think it's perfectly fine if a new norm that gets established in these virtual meetings is that it's simply okay to block out your video so you can stand for crying out loud and stretch or go to the bathroom or whatever you need to do. And that you're signaling by blocking yourself out, like I've got pajamas on and you can't see me walk walk around the room. Or I'm doing squats with my 10-pound weight. So, you know, yeah. I'm listening, but, you know, I'm not letting you see me. I think we physically need to move to break up the monotony as well. Break, break up the monotony, um, break up the repetitiveness, break up the monochrome, break up the saturation. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm to from the people I've talked to day in, day out, Nikki, I'm totally convinced productivity has gone up. Way up. Uh, 
you know, executive team, team leaders, managers, productivity has gone up. Yes. And so there is no, really no need to have any sense of guilt and, no. you know, figure out, you know, how to put in some, some busy time, physical breaks, celebration, um, and those sort of key, really, really key one-on-one relationships. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Totally yeah. agree. Right. So we have to, uh, in spite of how we're having to, we're being forced to work. It can't be all business all the time. It's not. Well it's said. not good. It's not good. Well said. Yeah. More to be said on this topic, I think. Way more. So let's have another crack at it on another podcast. Sounds great. It's good to <laughs> talk to you. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye, Nikki.